1: Oh and welcome to episode number 70 of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Just before I introduce you to this week's guest, I just want to tell you about my body of time drawings. There's two objects that I draw. One is the barb, an object synonymous of protection and prevention of access. And then there's the closed padlock. This signifies an unachieved goal. The form of both are created using the simple tally, stereotypically seen scratched into the wall of a prison cell to mark each passing day. Although these limited edition prints are generally in the region of £175 and in an edition of £30, I've recently created a padlock that captures and almost commemorates the time that we're in at the moment. It's entitled Self-Isolation every minute counts it's a finely detailed padlock and what makes it so relevant is there is 20,160 tally marks that creates its form that figure as the title suggests is the amount of minutes in the 14-day self-isolation period and to make this print more accessible I've created it in an addition of 150 which has enabled us to bring the price down to £95. That includes post and packaging. If you think you're interested in one of these prints, or would even like to find out more about others in this series, you can either go over to the Ministry of Arts Instagram page, which is at ministryofarts.org, or go over to their website, which is www.ministryofarts.org. The self-isolation edition is being sold as part of the artist support pledge where every thousand pound earned, 200 of that will be reinvested in supporting a fellow artist. But getting back to this week's episode, this week I'd like to introduce you to Helen Downey, Instagram's very own unskilled worker. For a long time, Helen, the unskilled worker, was a A sort of enigma on Instagram. She let on nothing about herself other than she was an artist. Not even whether she was male or female. She has a huge following and deservedly so. We'd been chatting on Instagram for five or six months and we'd set a date to do the podcast. I was going to go to her studio two days before the lockdown for the pandemic started. We thought it best to put it off for a few weeks. Little did we know, seven or eight weeks later. The lockdown would be continuing and we'd have to record it over skype although we chatted on the phone several times helen and i had never actually met so it was great to record this on zoom which is pretty much the next best thing i was going to give excuses about the quality of using zoom's built-in software but we all seem to be getting a little more tolerant of these types of conversations of late i mean if it's good enough for bbc news it's good enough for the Ministry of Arts podcast, that's for sure. But anyway, please come with me as I introduce you to Miss Helen Downey, the unskilled worker.
3: Yeah, in that way. But then I think in business, there's that. Like in the art world, if you're a, you know, an art dealer, I think it's the same thing. Mm. You know, buying a painting for a million and selling it for 20 or
1: whatever. Yeah. Do, you ever, do you have a gallery or do you sell yours yourself?
3: I sell my myself, but at the moment I'm keeping a lot of my work. So the way that I do it is when I need some money, because we all do need some money sometimes, I'll do a commission. Mm. You know, and the commission will help me to then make what I want to make because the work that I really want to make, I'm loathe to sell because I I would like it to be exhibited. You know, for me... Instagram is a bit like having a, a little taste of an ice cream cake, but not being able to eat the whole thing. You yeah, know, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it's not an ego thing. I just think that my work now takes six or seven weeks. And, and within that process, you get so attached to this work. I mean, it really, you know, you really, believe in it you Mm. really believe it to to work on something for that long it becomes you know the last painting i made i realized i mean i I learned something with every painting but the last painting i made i really understood the feeling of what's missing because i always feel something's missing
2: Mm.
3: And, and it was this huge realization that what is missing is that it's on a piece of paper and it's not real yeah yeah you know because for six weeks it actually it's, so it's alive, in, it's alive. Mm. yeah it's really alive it's like when people say do you get lonely making it well no i don't get lonely because you're actually with this artwork you know the 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 characters or the people that i'm painting become almost like they're talking and at yeah. the point where they are talking you know it's kind of near finished.
1: Yeah. you know well, you're really- asking questions as you're painting you'll discover the answer as you're doing yeah. it as if the artwork is giving you the answer. So it's It's, just like having a conversation. It's really like that,
3: it's really like that. I mean, sometimes it's so, you know, I'll go to sleep and I'll dream that I'm painting, still painting. I mean, there's no, you know, that's when when it's good. That's when I know I'm completely connected. And when that happens right from the beginning, if that happens, because I draw out, you know, I'm not, um, I don't paint straight on, I draw out, and I use rubbers I've got this idea that if you just keep doing the line one of them is going to be what I want yeah, you know? yeah. so I do it that way and by the time I'm painting it's really in there and, and the whole the whole thing is three-dimensional in a real world in my head
2: mm.
3: you know that then you've got to try and pull it out of your head and put it onto this piece of paper with this stuff which is yeah. paint you know so what were we talking about that led on to that
1: um well i should while there's a little break there i should mention that i'm speaking to helen downey who is the unskilled worker so <laughs> how did the name unskilled worker come about do you know i would had the word
3: the name in my head for so long I I just love the look of it I love the way it sounds and I love what it is I love um I've always liked the idea of these people that aren't seen as professional do you know what I mean yeah and actually now with this situation because my hashtag on Instagram has been completely taken over with nurses and key workers and stuff and I kind of think I was onto the right idea I mean it's unskilled workers that make the world go around. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. they're the most sort of or have been in the past up until this point, the most kind of uncelebrated lot of people. Mm. And I and I really I really just like the idea that people think that these that there's these, you know, all the big people are in control of everything. But in many ways it's not the case. The people that really matter are the people doing the really kind of a lot of the time the things that other people don't want to do anyway yeah so the name was there for a long time and I didn't pull it out of the air when I started painting the Instagram account had been there for two years with this name because that's what I opened up accounts with on various things with this name unskilled worker and I used to try and convince my Son's friends who were DJs, what an amazing name it is, <laughs> and they should be down you know, and they'd say it's a rubbish name, it's absolutely yeah. rubbish. And I think, why could no one see? And you'd Google it, and nothing would come up other than guys holding hammers. Yeah, nice. You know, which is a good sign. So yeah. when I did my first painting and someone said you should go on Instagram, I thought I've already got Instagram account, it's unskilled worker. And I remember about five weeks in, I thought I'd change it. You know, because you have these, I mean, all the way through, you just doubt. But something in me just wanted to keep with that name. Yeah. Which for Instagram was an absolute godsend because what you need is a very recognisable name. So that when people see it once, it goes in. And when they see it twice, they remember it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, And then I just thought, at a certain point when the, when this account started to sort of get its own traction, I just thought, well, I'm gonna hide behind this name, unskilled am skilled worker, and I'm not even gonna let people know who I am. I'm not gonna be, then it became something different, then it was about gender, you know, I'm gonna be genderless, nobody's gonna know whether I'm a man or a woman or what I am, and I'm just gonna put these paintings out and see what happens. So early on, the first year, before before other stuff hit and I had to, you know, they found out who I was. And as far as people knew, I was a 24-year-old boy. Excellent. Which really, really, I really loved that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't putting yeah. them on right on that. I just thought, yeah, I'll take it. I'll be a 24-year-old boy, not a 48-year-old middle-aged woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would do. That would <laughs> do.
3: Oh, yeah, that, it did do, and I'm um, so pleased I didn't change the name. What would I have changed it to? Helen Downey Art. Yeah, you know, it just it just doesn't, and also it's just become a. It has sort of, in some ways, become my name. You know, I really mm. associate with the word. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. I stuck with my instinct. I think that's. Mm. You've time got, and time again you have that, don't you? Your instinct. If you go against it, it's not always the right.
1: It's not the yeah. right thing to. I mean, you've got sort of 280,000 followers on yeah. Instagram. But for those that don't follow you and wouldn't know your work, how would you explain what you do to one of those?
3: Oh, I don't even know how I explain it to myself. I mean, it's very instinctive. It's instinctive work and I know it draws on a lot of, you know, whole visual past really, I guess. I mean, if you don't start painting till 48, you've got a lot of um, stuff that you're drawing from, you know, personal experience. And then everything that you've seen that you've ever loved and probably stuff that you've seen that you don't love um, is going into the work. I mean, I'm self-taught, so I don't have to. You know, I don't have to. My work doesn't have to make sense to anyone other than me, really. Which is, it's fantastic for me. I just don't think I would have fitted into that idea of it. it would have got too complex for me. But where does your work fit into this huge history of art? You know, where does it fit in? Where do you see yourself now? I've never had to do that, so it's really what is my work? I guess it's a mixture, it's a complete hash of my memories, my personal memories mixed in with childhood books, mixed in with renaissance paintings, mixed in with pop art, mixed in with
1: everything I've ever seen that I love. It is it's very dreamlike um, when you see your work, because when I first saw it, I did think it was possibly Scandinavian with the the feel and yeah. the colours, Um, and quite dreamlike. And again, I just knew, I I presumed it was feminine. I I presumed you was a female as well, rather. Um, Did you? I think it changed.
3: Well, I know it changed. I mean, you know, when I started out, I haven't haven't drawn or painted or done anything since I was 15.
1: Mm. Because I didn't, your Instagram account doesn't say your real name. I did have to go and look for your real name. Yeah. Um, And I, I thought I'd, Discovered something when I did find your real name because it was, you know, quite quite elusive. But I do yeah. think a lot of artists would envy your um, your approach to art and your situation within the art world because most people are trying to fit in somewhere, whereas you're not. You know, you're just sort of producing your artwork, and if it fits in, then so be it. If it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yes, yeah, the
3: only way I know. I mean, I. I probably would like, if I could have a, if I could kind of clone myself and have a go at it the other way, you know, the, the clone would be like 25 and, and, and go to art school. I would have liked to, I would like to, I would like to know what would have happened yeah. in, that, in that direction. I, I would doubt my work would look anything like it does now. I think it would have been completely beaten out of me.
1: Yeah. Um, You'd be trying to look like someone else's, no doubt.
3: Maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, I was told a while ago, you know, don't you mind that your work doesn't really fit in or or look like other people's? But isn't every artist trying to make work that doesn't really look like other people's? I mean, I don't really know the game in that way. I'm just, I suppose, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm probably outside and I think I'm even outside of the outside. That's not a bad thing at all. But it's where I've always been happy. I mean, that what I'm doing actually does really represent who I've always been. I've never been um, somebody that, you know, I've always been on the outside of groups of people too. Mm. Always, I, I, I've never felt affiliated with very much. Nice. You know. When was your first interest in art? Well, I guess it's always been there. Um, you know, right from really young, I remember going to Hampton Court and seeing the staircase there that's painted by an Italian artist, I forget his name, and just thinking I could be in the clouds. You know, I didn't see when I looked at art as a child, it was absolutely real to me. It was very similar to how I am now looking at art. You know, I've always loved. Paintings that you feel like you can climb into. Although right now I'm feeling that the the format of a painting, having to have edges, is quite difficult. I'm beginning to understand performance art more and why people may veer more towards that because you're making something that isn't an object. I find it quite difficult sometimes that I'm making an object, ultimately, and not this
1: portal into another world do you feel that you're trying to make it fit in fit onto the canvas do you try and fit everything within it because a friend of mine ray richardson he's got over that by not having an edge to his canvas because he may just have half a person like this you know just sticking out or he may have just an arm coming in with a lighter giving someone a cigarette so that we have to, like a film
3: clip, you know, we have to imagine what's, what's you know, going on inside. Yeah. I love that idea, but I can't do it because there's something about um, the way my head works when it's structuring a painting is that I even find it quite hard, not to, or very hard, not to have the person straight on. Mm. It's like... Um, everything has to be very kind of not symmetrical, but not very unreal, yeah. you know, and life isn't in, unless you go to the theater. I think, I think almost like I'm almost more akin to that. Like I, I'm not really interested in reality, although the emotion in it can be firmly rooted in reality because there's no other place that emotion exists other yeah. than in a real situation. So but I think, yeah, they're, they're, they're quite like theatre. Yeah,
1: you know? I can see that. I mean, if, if you didn't start until you was 48 producing work. Yeah. When was it you realised you wanted to be an artist? About a minute after I began. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Excellent.
1: Excellent. But how, had you always been into painting? No, want...
3: I think, no, I hadn't because I'm all or nothing, you see. I'm yeah. not, I, I just don't do anything. I, I, I don't multitask at all. Yeah. You know? I can hardly walk and talk at the same time, really. So um, I think in the years of, I, I was sort of left school or, or was thrown out of school at 15, and from 15 to 48, probably made four or five artworks in that time but it was too disruptive if you have children when you have young kids um to to only want to paint when you're doing a painting you just can't do it
1: yeah it's going to be one or the other isn't
3: it yeah and and it was always the other you know and um then one day I just thought like I got bored you know I think boredom is really really important it's a real I really think it's a problem now that people
1: don't because of iPhone, just don't get bored anymore. Well, I mean, the situation we're in, people have started, the creativity in people has has gone up a little bit, you know.
3: I mean, no doubt in this situation that we're in now, there'll be artists that have been born out of it, you know, that that never knew that they could even do it. I had no idea. I mean, and the first paintings were pretty dire, you know, but it wasn't about what they looked like. It was about the feeling Mm. It was the exact feeling I had when I was seven years old. Yeah. It took me you know that i hadn't had that because yeah. you can forget there are feelings that can just lie dormant you know and you can forget that what that is 't it mm. creating art is is the same if you 're three or a hundred i reckon it 's the same feeling yeah. it's like a fizz. it's quite physical you know it 's like a fizz in my Fingers, it's yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Like a physical feeling,
1: you know. Which piece that you've created have you got the strongest emotional contact with? It's always the last
3: one I made. Yeah. If you'd asked me, uh, you know, six months ago, it would have been the last one I made because the last one I made is is how I feel at the moment, I guess. You know, the last one I made was so easy because it was a, it was actually a dream. I'd gone into block the lockdown had been announced i'd just finished a commission um went into block and it was about a week of complete block and then me and my son joe sat down one night and talked till about five in the morning it was the, it was actually the night before mother's day so it kind of went into mother's day morning and we chatted and chatted and, and listened to music and just had the most incredible Conversation, I mean, I'm very close with my kids, but when do you sit down with your kids and talk for six or seven hours straight? Yeah. Not in normal life, that doesn't happen, you no, know? No. Even though we're, we're very close, there just isn't that. They're always going somewhere, I'm always upstairs painting, um, doesn't happen. Yeah. And that night or morning I went to sleep and had this incredibly vivid dream about these walking in a forest with two wolves.
2: Excellent.
3: And there it was, and it, and I started drawing it out the next day, and it was the easiest painting in a way. It had everything there that I wanted to say, you know. So that's the one I'm most connected to. There was a there was one that I did last summer of a a child holding a a fox. And oh, um, yeah, yeah. Do you know that one?
2: Yeah.
3: And I learnt a lot through that painting. I learnt a lot through making that painting. So it's always the ones where. Um, you're learning, that they're, they're teaching you something sort of the, something to do with the human, right at the core of the human spirit is this sort of love and joy I think, mm. mixed with sadness, they're so closely linked um, and I, that's what I want to express to myself and it's always very simple what I'm trying to say really, it just comes down to sometimes they can be about the disconnection that we can feel you know that we 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 can feel so on our own, not in a not always in a bad way, but so singular. Other times it can be that we don't feel that way at all. It can, it can swing up swing about in all sorts of ways. Really,
1: do you make prints of your work or do you just sell the yeah, original?
3: Yeah, I have made prints of my work. Um, I quite like making prints. I shall make I shall make a print of the one that I've just made and keep the original. They quite they sometimes they print really well. I think you know, but I haven't made, I haven't made the kind of artist prints, you know, because, because it's just not what I do at the moment. That kind of um, learning, actually, silk silk screen printing and doing, doing it myself. I mean, if I did a silk screen print and did it myself, I think I'd be doing it for five years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've only just started doing prints over the last six or nine months. I've never, it's never been um, something I've looked at, but yeah, I mean, I'm sort of enjoying it, although I'm only doing digital prints at the moment. But di- digital prints
3: are really nice if you want them to replicate the actual artwork. Yeah, if you very much so. It, yeah, it works. The other thing with my work is the, the colours are so swing about all over the place. Yeah. You know, I don't... I'd like to do a limited palette, but I just... For me, and I love artwork that has a limited palette, but I've always been that... Real greedy pig, about yeah. everything you know. So why would I limit myself when I?
2: I, I don't think myself. your work,
1: your work needs to be limited because your work is all about you know, where it's dreamlike. There is no boundaries to it. So why, you know, limit yeah. yourself to a, a palette or edges? Even you know.
3: Yeah, it's not always easy to print though when when you're swinging between so many different colours. You know.
1: What do you do to relax, Ellen?
3: I don't really. I no. can't say I, I don't really like relaxing.
1: That's a common, that's quite a common answer.
3: <laughs> you know, I don't, Um, I just don't, I, like, I don't find painting relaxing. Um, It's a kind of, it's one of those situations where there's a lot of tension I find. Mm. But I enjoy that. You know, if relaxing is just about enjoying something, isn't it? And so I don't really know if I enjoy relaxing, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of audio books. Music is really, really probably more important to me than art, really.
1: Who's your go-to? Could...
3: Uh, what's my Do... go-to?
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, so many. At the moment, I'm really into Max Richter, who's like a classical, modern classical, but it could be Burial, a band called The Avalanches, Australian band that I absolutely love. Jay Diller, who's like a, you know, um hip-hop not really hip-hop actually just just samples you know Mm. just stuck together loads of different samples and made this makes this incredible music um then it could be jeff buckley i mean i swing about all over the place it's the same
1: it's the same as your brush
3: yeah same same as my art really i swing about all over. But Bob Dylan is a big go-to when everything yeah. seems a bit. Some I was listening to Dylan the other night, and there's nothing like him. I mean, if you if you were 13 now and you heard him and you'd never heard him before, you'd probably think this guy can't sing and he's crap. <laughs> yeah. You
2: no,
3: know, the the average 13 year old is just used to so much production now.
2: Yeah.
3: You know, not that that's a bad thing. I'm not. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Um, I'm just kind of observing it really and then you've got Bob Dylan is so kind of raw and always makes me feel connected Mm. you know always feel connected when I listen to that but I I just don't think there's anything like painting and music I mean the two together when they're when it's good you you touch God
1: yeah can you work can you paint with the music on yeah yeah I can't can't you what why what happens i don't know I, i'm all right with talking i can have the news on like you know i can have a, a tv program on but music yeah. i don't know it just overwhelming yeah and and i find it interrupts the way that i'm working as well you know if i if i was listening to something fast and heavy that used to come out of my work or you know if i was listening to pink floyd for instance it might be a bit slow and you know then my work had slow down that's what i found, and yeah, I couldn't concentrate on music, and I still can't
3: now. I think it might be the same for me too, but I think, but I think that's what I love. You know, yeah. the like the rhythm of the music. Because part of my work, what I, what I would like from it, it's not that I I I don't like to presume that anyone feels a certain way when they look at my work. I think it's too, it's not what I'm trying for. You know, it's um. If you do, you do, and if you don't, you don't. and then. Um, but I guess for myself, I'm quite envious of musicians.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. I'm, I'm like that as well.
3: You know, I don't know a piece of artwork for me that can make me fit. You know, if I start off at an emotion A, which is feeling pretty shit, and go and look at an artwork and get to euphoria i don't think that's happened for me Mm. but music's done that for me over and over again and and most days actually
1: with the music it is a a a joint effort between the music paired with the poetry and the way that it's it's, you know portrayed um with the artwork you've just got you and the artwork haven't you i mean i've been moved to tears by several artworks
3: yeah, so have I, actually. So, so I have, yeah. I've been moved to tears. The problem is with art is that it's in, it's in these spaces. Mm. Um, and generally, the spaces have other people in there with them. But do you know what happened for me once? I was in the Uffizi in, um, in Florence. And I was in the room with Botticelli, um, Primavera on my own, it was just an absolute fluke. Well, it wasn't a fluke, it was a fashion thing. And all the fashion people weren't really, I don't think they were bothered about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they were kind of doing their thing, all talking in another room. And I got to stand in front of Primavera on my own and it I just, it made me cry. Nice. You know, really. So I guess what I've just said then is completely negated. What I said, about <laughs> it. I say, you know, <laughs> which is what I do all the time. My, my son says you, you know, I talk in contradictions. I'm just open to change my mind all yeah. the time. Do you have this thing with art that there's a? but like this is going to sound really stupid, No, I really don't know what it means. I have no idea what it means. I've always had a thing about Oscar Wilde,
2: you know, because
3: one of the first books I read as an adult was The Picture of Dorian Gray. Um, And I've always, and then I looked into what happened to Oscar Wilde, who was this guy. Always had a thing about him. And in my artworks for a long time, I used to put one of his green gloves in. Because when he did his talks in America, he wore green gloves. And I just thought, yeah, I'm just gonna, Put Oscar in here and I, he'll have gone into the painting and it just left dropped his gloves you know yeah yeah
1: yeah nice and did you ever That's make it loves. known that you was putting it in there or you just put it in there for you
3: no a lot of the things i put into my paintings are just for me nice you know oh there's lots of little things in my paintings
1: that are like that when i started my website you know years ago i put that a little quote of his down in the corner from um the ballad i read in jail and it's one of the little verses which says, I'm, I may be paraphrasing, but it's the vilest deeds like poison weeds bloom well in the prison air. It is only what is good in a man that wastes and withers there. Poor Oscar. I mean, for you, you've really got something from
3: it. And if it had never happened, your life would be very different now. I mean, it exactly. Would, if you had never, never got caught or never been set up or whatever, I mean, even if you haven't been set up at some point, most people get caught. Mm. It's part of the job, and you go and mm. do your time. But a lot of people come out and they carry on, you know, they come yeah. out and they do their time. It's part of, part of the job and then you carry on. But Oscar, I don't think got anything out of.
1: It was the other way around, wasn't it? It, it sort of ruined him.
3: It, it destroyed him physically, you know. Mm. And I think because it destroyed him physically, it destroyed him mentally, but the other thing that destroyed him was how everybody just, bar sort of three or four people, just completely disowned him. Mm.
1: And did he end up penniless? Is that
3: correct? Yeah, totally penniless, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, Only when you look at the amount of money that's been generated by his work, Probably the person that created the celebrity in many ways in the modern format, I mean, if you look at oscar 's story and you look at a lot of his quotes, they were so modern I mean that you know he would have been a huge television star yeah definitely but the thing I was going to say, this sort of magical thing i've all, the other thing i 've always been obsessed with is putting threes into my art mm. you know i 'm kind of almost um, sometimes there'll be three of something three three people three you know <clears throat> sisters um and other times just a number it almost like i'm not superstitious though but almost like a, i can become superstitious with within the art but it's only it's that whole thing again of symbols um is it in every artwork it's in most of them yeah but yeah. then i found out along with you know three. I'm born on the third of the third. I've always lived in houses with three in them. At the moment I live in a house with 33. Mm. Another house that I go to a lot in Italy is number three and I never even knew, knew the number of that house till last year. And then I found out last night that Oscar was in his 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 prison cell was C33.
1: Oh there you go. Oh, super. Isn't
3: it weird though super. that stuff? Yeah. Like it's kind of magic. I have no idea what it's about, and it probably means nothing. But I'm going to run with it and think that it might need, mean something that I won't even ever know about. But I love that. I mean, out of all that, I wonder how many cells there are in Reading Jail, and out of all those,
1: there's at least thirty-three. <laughs> at least 33. <laughs> yeah. If you wasn't an artist, what would you like to be?
3: Oh, I don't know. I mean, I I think I would, I I think going back, you know, if I hadn't have had such a wayward youth that went on year in, year year out for so long, I think I'd have liked to have done acting. Nice. You know, when I look at the person that I was at 13, 14, I think acting, really. Because I think painting's not dissimilar from that, because you're, you're, sometimes I think you're trying to meld yourself into these characters that you're, painting you know you can be you can be something else for a while I think I think that I would have liked to have tried that yeah or maybe a writer as well maybe I would have I mean at school the things I was good at or told I was good at was creative writing and art so might have liked to have done that I mean I think honestly that I think for all of us that one of the most terrifying things is that if you commit to something and by committing i mean like eight hours a day you know a lot of days i think it's terrifying how many things you could do because i just think of all the things that you could do you know you playing the piano or becoming a musician and painting and see see what would happen with my artwork.
1: Well, this moment we're in at at present with the lockdown, people have got more time on their hands because a lot of it is just people haven't got the time to direct somewhere else. Now, a lot of people have got the time. You can see a lot more people are being creative. They are sort of possibly writing that story or that book that they always wanted to or, or at least attempting to
3: i hope they are but but also in the same way did, did you feel right at the beginning i just felt that that panic that you can feel i think they call it is it fomo you know when you're fear of missing out i mean i don't i don't really have it i think um i think it's more of a young person thing maybe but i thought immediately i just thought oh maybe that's going to move on to you know people feeling really pressured that that if they're not creating then they're they're useless, you know. Like, mm. I should be doing something really great. And I think actually, it's probably, although people have got the time now, quite a difficult time to be creating mm. because um, it's quite hard to navigate your way through how, how you're. I mean, I've found it like a bit like being on a roller coaster ride, you kind of think differently one day to the next. Some days it can be fearful, other days not at all. Other days Mm. it's been, I mean, my life actually practically hasn't changed a lot. I spend a lot of time on my own. Uh,
1: Yeah, a lot of lives are saying its same thing. I mean, yeah. we should add that this—we're doing this on Zoom at the moment. This, this, uh, yeah. this conversation. This was meant to be at the very start of the lockdown, wasn't it? We, we arranged. Yeah. I was, I was coming over to your studio that day. Um, yeah. To talk. It was. I think it was on the Friday, and the lockdown started on the Monday, wasn't it? Monday, and I, and I wasn't fit. Well, was I? No, we was quite susceptible to the scaremongering that was going on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it should have been that night, and this is now. What, seven weeks later,
3: God time goes fast <laughs> it's Although, scary, isn't it? yeah, it goes very, very fast, yeah, I mean, I guess this could go on for some time, couldn't it, or not this, not I mean not exactly this, but a different way of life
1: and mm. um, I think a lot more of us are more appreciative of other people now, whether it will last I after lockdown, know. I don't know I think it just
3: depends on people's you know. Financial situation. I mean, I I think things can get very tricky in poverty, and I, you know that. I, I mean, my son has, you know, quite a few of his friends have lost their jobs. We've just got to see where all that lands, really, and how people cope with that. Recession's aren't really known for making people kind. We'll see. I mean, it, it, you just it, you've always got to live a day at a time, anyway, haven't you?
1: Always. And do, and do you think the current situation bled out into your last piece yeah i mean it was totally about that
3: and also the current situation like the one i'm drawing out at the moment suddenly i just felt um even more like making work that i want to make like i've wanted to paint a horse for a long time but there's a lot of artists have you noticed this before lockdown was seeing so much artwork with horses in
1: it no, I know
3: <laughs> well it kind of made me think that maybe the cure for this thing is in horses <laughs> <laughs> i've got this thing about um artists being able to foreshadow whatever goes on and i don't want to go into it too much because it's a bit like the kind of side of art that isn't really spoken about that often but in flow when artists make work i think they're given information or they're tapping into something that is outside of reality Mm. and they're given information that's kind of not to do with the future but to do with something that appears to be the future a little beyond the moment yeah like i was looking through my work from last year and there are three pieces of work where the people are wearing face masks And one of them's wearing a face mask and holding a magnifying glass. And I thought, why did you put that in that work? And there were a few people in sacks praying. And I was thinking, why did you put that, choose that in the work? And I thought, I remember at the time, just thinking that's what's right. That's what needs to be there. She's wearing a face covering. But you don't know why at the time. Anyway, takes me back to... Yeah, I want to paint a horse. And a lot of artists have been painting horses. So I started thinking maybe yeah. maybe the career
1: for COVID is in horses yeah, or something.
2: Well
1: yeah. um, like what you just said there about the face mask, um, three or four months before this yeah. supposedly started in November, I was starting a series of drawings to, to look at time, using a padlock and a barbed wire as the symbol, the padlock being that was meant to be an um, a yet unachieved goal. That it was the amount of time that takes, and the yeah. barbed wire was meant to be a barrier between yeah. us and something else for a certain yeah. length of time. Yeah. And then when this hit, and it was all about barriers, locking down, and time. I thought, fucking hell, my work's going to sell like hot cake. It was as if all the stars aligned for my piece of work in exactly what you're saying now.
3: Well, I just think it's flow. I think you just get into this thing that you can't quite you know when you're in it though and you know when you're not in it because it's just like you're on your own and and that feels terrible but um something happens in flow you know it's that it's that part of the process where you don't have any idea of time anymore mm. you know where hours and hours have gone by and it doesn't feel that way and um then you're in it and I and I think you're just given snippets of kind of information, whether it's relevant or, or irrelevant. I mean, I I haven't got a clue why you're given it or what it's for. But I notice it, I notice it in in other artists' work too, you know, that um that's what's going on. So anyway, with the horse thing, it's probably the side of me that lacks confidence. I just think, um, Everyone's making horses. I, I I just don't think I should go there then. And then I was thinking about this painting, thinking about, I knew I wanted a um, this particular girl who actually is a real girl, my son's girlfriend. And I knew I wanted this certain feeling in it and it would only be a horse and then you just have to break through that thing. Of course, people have painted, I mean, first picture on caves were of horses. Exactly. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> isn't it weird what our minds tell us you know it's like when that fear when the fear talks to you it will talk you out of anything won't it that's not a good idea because that person's (laughs) your horse horse is never going to be as good as that horse
1: (laughs) (laughs) and it's just it's just a different horse just a different horse it'll be my horse (laughs) (laughs) exactly what have you got coming up i know there's not many people have got much coming up at the moment there's a lot of charity things going on at the moment are you involved in any of those at all
3: yeah i've got a few things coming up i've got a print being released by hospital rooms um nice that's exciting because the other artists are really amazing and i I feel very privileged and lucky to be included
1: yeah i did see you mentioned that
3: yeah um what else No, I mean, I was about to have some work exhibited with the hospital rooms. Um, That would have been really nice because people would have got to see some of my work in real life. But I'm very much, you know, I just go from one thing to the next. I'm not somebody, and maybe it's to my detriment, you know, maybe I should have these huge plans. But always right from the start, my main focus is that I just want to paint and I can find it quite difficult when stuff takes me away from that. I would love an exhibition, you know, I I mean, however I put that on, whether I do it myself, if I had the dream, I'd like to do an exhibition at the Wallace Collection, you know, because I just love it in there. I mean, I'd like to, I'd like it to be in a house, you know, a beautiful house, really. Um, or I just do it. Yeah, I do it myself. Somewhere like that, I go knocking on their door. Maybe galleries. I mean, the, the whole art system is something you can't separate art from it. But they're the, the two things are very different, aren't they? You know, they're very they run in a very different way. There's a whole other thing going on, you know, with galleries. Not to be down on it because it's been it's an incredible system and it's worked for. Hundreds of years. I mean, I think, I think it's changed in the last ten years. I mean, I've been painting now for it'd be seven years this summer. It's changed within that time. You know, I've seen big changes within it.
1: And it could well change after lockdown as well. The way the um, galleries and artists work together.
3: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I feel sorry if art can't be viewed in real life because you're really, I think, digitally you're getting around you're getting around 20% of the work because what the thing with art that I believe happens is that when you stand in front of it, you're getting a transference of energy and it's actually the nearest thing to time travel. Yeah. So when I was standing in front of the Botticelli, what I'm getting is the nearest thing. I, I mean, you're standing in the same distance from something that the artist was, mm. you know, you're standing in the same oh, space. Yeah yeah and i think there's a kind of energy that's transferred and i also think that this is going to sound really quite bizarre but i also think that art can suck energy in
1: from the field definitely without a doubt
3: and that's why certain artworks become more and more and more powerful yeah they take a life of their own yeah they do so for that not to be able to happen anymore really sad I mean I, I just don't think I think it's amazing it's amazing that people see work on Instagram it's amazing that people buy work from seeing it on Instagram and digitally but there's nothing like standing in front of
1: an artwork. Well it's the same you're talking about music it's exactly the same as being down being able to download anything you want off of Spotify the next best thing to that is going to the record shop to buy the record you know, and the anticipation of bringing it home, and the next one on that is going to a concert.
3: There is just no comparison, is there? No, there isn't. They're, they're three completely different experiences. Mm. You know, and um, it would be a shame if we lose that one. But I don't, I don't think we will. This isn't going to last forever, you know. And people will work their way round it. It will be worked round, I think. Whether it be that to go to a gallery only so many people will be allowed into the tate or whatever and it might be incredible. Maybe you'll get to see amazing works and it really is just you stood in front of it, you know, mm. and you have to book three months in advance to be able to do that. I mean that would be that could happen and that would be amazing. And the same with, you know, going to Housland Worth or somewhere like that. They they may have to do it that way. That it's and just all private
1: and in a way. At the moment, obviously we can't. How can people see
3: your work? on my website or I mean Instagram all my work goes on to there everything that I do usually within about four weeks after I've painted it
1: and even I've noticed you started doing putting up some posts of you during the painting yeah I did
3: because um I was asked by Isolation Art School to do a kind of little video you know when they first started up I mean they've been incredible lastly, Isolation Art School um yeah, so I put that on. Normally, I don't. I think I do live, but I only do live because sometimes I just want outside contact, and I can, and it can be fun. You know, it can be fun chatting to people. Yeah. And also, and sometimes I'll go live simply because I'm listening to a track, and I really want other people to hear it because I'm really. Yeah. yeah. And I really want to share it, so I'll go live but it's never put out to that many people. I mean, the, the most you'll get live is like 90 people, is it? And it's almost like you're all in a room together and that can be, that can be really nice. But I think yeah. sometimes I can be in that part of a painting that I really don't want people to see it. Because my paintings, they take six or seven weeks and in the last five hours is when they come together. They're really not there until they're there.
1: When you sign your artwork, is that it finished or do you go back to it occasionally?
3: I don't sign my artwork. Nice, I I like that. Well, I sign it on the back if someone's bought a piece. You know, if like before I stopped selling, most of my work up until a year ago was sold and it would be signed on the back. But I think actually my signing it is putting it on Instagram in that way. Once it goes there... That's finished, that's done. And very often, you know, I, I roll them up and put them into a tube or, or, you know, and I just become used to the same image as you would. And when I take them out, I've found that suddenly, you know, it's almost like seeing my artwork like I didn't paint it because I've been used to the digital image Yeah, yeah. Nice. and suddenly I've got the real thing in front of me and it's like, wow, I made that. And I think I'll never make I'll never be as good as that again. I was better when I was that person, you know. But it's just the fear talking. I mean, it comes in so many different directions. And I honestly think that art, really, for me, it's about love and it's about bravery. Mm. Because any artist, what they have to do to start off is stop
1: listening to that voice. And and I'm sure we've all got it. Yeah, we've all got that bit of inner
3: doubt
2: and it
1: needs pushing back sometimes. Sometimes it's right, but...
3: i think it's got to to be there because i think the paint the finished painting is actually that's what you're seeing is the Mm. the bravery in, in 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 doing it that that kind of inner dialogue you know that's what you're seeing in a in
1: material form well the instagram page is unskilled worker isn't it yes and what is your website if people wanted to go over there I think it's
3: Unskilled Worker. I think it's just www.unskilledworker.co.uk
1: Well, Helen, Unskilled Worker, that's all my questions asked.
3: Thank you. Bye. There you are,
1: the Unskilled Worker, Miss Helen Downey. As you heard there, Helen's got some big plans for her work after lockdown, but it all depends on the condition of the landscape left behind for the galleries. I've discovered so many amazing artists on Instagram and I've not seen their work in person. Helen's is definitely top of the list of the ones I'd like to see in person. Amazing artwork, amazing artist and a damn right amazing person. Anyway, like I say every week, whichever platform you're listening to this podcast, if you could just leave a comment that would really help us as a podcast and anyone who's looking for an art podcast either way thanks for listening and until next week ciao